and welcome to the Christian Wellbeing Show. And today I have somebody very special with me, my honorary occasional co-host. Honorary because it's an honor to have him and occasional because he's very busy and so he can be a little bit hard to pin down to do these things. But I know that he is really enthusiastic about this podcast. So I'm just hoping he's going to be here with me more and more. Well, I'll just tell you a little bit about him. He has been in Christian ministry for almost 30 years. He's lived in and worked in six countries. He's written books. He has a doctorate in cross-cultural mission. And he has been a part of many different churches and visited many different churches, all kinds of different places in different cultures, from big mega churches in the US to UK churches, Chinese churches to ethnic minority churches with grass roofs. So just welcoming you. Oh, Thank and you. I, I forgot to Thank say, you. actually, he is actually also my husband yeah that's quite right <laughs> hello, i am Stuart. so it's hello michelle <laughs> oh it's an it's a privilege to be here on your uh, podcast what are oh. we going to talk about well a very simple question and it's just three words for us to, all to consider and that is what is church well as they say that is a good question the answer is maybe not as simple um, because church has over centuries now has picked up quite a lot of baggage yeah, um, and can mean many different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Um, You've explained some of the churches that we have both visited across the world, which in some ways look very different, but Mm -hmm. in other ways look very similar Mm -hmm. which is not actually a good thing we talk in terms of cross-cultural mission um, where we find that we actually export not just the good news of the kingdom of god but we've exported western culture oh let's stop on that a minute and just just explore that a little bit because you said you know we we've been to churches all over the world and of course it's not just you that's done these things. I've actually been with you when we've done a lot of yeah, these things. <laughs> so, so from our experience then, what are the kinds of things that have been actually different? And what are the kinds of things that wherever we have been to these churches have looked the same? Well, I think the difference is, the, the obvious ones would be language. We've yeah. sat in meetings where we haven't understood yeah. what is being said. Uh, the songs can be different. Mm-hmm they can also be the same yeah that's true in a different language uh-huh the format tends to be the same even if the building looks very different yeah the format the structure is very very similar i mean we've we've remarked on the fact that you can go to a tribal village yeah with a straw roof but there's somebody at the front wearing sort of a western shirt and tie Mm -hmm. and has his microphone and pa system even though there may only be 20 people in the Mm -hmm. in the building Mm -hmm. and they've obviously been 
taught or they've seen, oh, this is how you do church. This is what church is. And they've sought to replicate that. Well, I remember they were they were singing uh, Hillsong songs as well, weren't they? Which was really odd, actually, to go so far out into, well, the mountains, really, it was, and, and into a, a, a tribal village. And I was kind of expecting something a bit different. And then we got there. And do you remember the the men were all sitting on one side? This was a bit different. The men were all sitting on one side and the women were all sitting on the other side. But then they started singing Hillsongs, mm. which was, it mm. just felt, really quite bizarre yeah so you do get these cultural differences but then you know it's what people grow up experiencing and and you know you say i've been in full-time christian ministry nearly 30 years mm -hmm. i've sort of been in the christian church world mm -hmm. i would say my whole life yeah i was almost i wasn't born in church but i felt like i was uh, from the earliest age, I was involved in church life. Yeah. Um, and you, the church that you experience growing up, or at whatever age that you enter church life, that's what you take as being normal yeah. and even biblical. So when you read about, quote, church, particularly in the book of Acts, let's mm -hmm. say in the New Testament, you project your perception of what church is into those passages of scripture and you assume well that's their meet they were meeting in the similar way to how we're meeting today mm -hmm. which is not actually the case mm -hmm. yeah well it's interesting how how we think that this um particular let's call it western model of church has become so normal to us that people in other cultures quite far removed from that actually have adopted it as if that is normal too even though it's completely not normal for their culture when they become christians they adopt that model and take that on as normal and and that we should think that that is okay for them that that it's okay for us and it's okay for them and we've so accepted that that we wouldn't even actually consider anything else as normal. Yes, I mean a lot of our experience has been in Asia and culturally they they like to eat together. Mm -hmm. Um and and many times they will still have a meal after That's true. a church gathering yeah. a service. Whereas in the West, we don't tend to do that. That's no, we all of, leave and go home for our individual lunches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they will sit on the floor maybe and have a meal again, depending on the culture. But if we had just given them the gospel yeah. and allowed them it culturally to meet together, Mm-hmm they probably would have just naturally met in the way that they do anyway, yeah. culturally. And as a result, their church gatherings would probably look very different to what they do look like now, mm. having kind of adopted and exported 
Western cultural model of church. So what do you think then? So we've got this model of church that we all do, you know, week in, week out, year in, year out, and decade (laughs) after decade. How have we got to the place that we're at? Because we all accept this as so normal. We accept this as actually the godly thing to do. We accept this as the as the way to be a Christian. But um, how, do we do we really think about why it is the way it is? How have we got to where we are in the church? As in, of course, the church can mean a couple of different things. We've got the church as the whole body of Christ, and then we've got the going to church and what church meetings look like. And that's really what we're referring to at the moment. How have we got to the place where we're at as far as doing church is concerned? Yes, well, we have to look back at the history, don't we, to yeah. to see it's like that uh, classic example of baking the ham, cooking the ham, and, oh, well, my mother did that. Why Why did you do it that way? Oh, oh. that's the story of where they cut the ham in half. Yes, and then the and grandmother, then the... well, her mother told her how to do it and so it she sort always of just cut the back. ham in half and then her daughter asked her one day mom why do you always cut the ham in half when you put it in the oven and actually the only reason that her grandmother cut the ham in half was because it was the only way it would fit in the oven right <laughs> <laughs> but when we look back in church history a significant turning point would have been in the fourth century with um, emperor constantine where up until that time, from the first century, where we read about in the book of Acts, they were typically meeting house to house. Um, Paul clearly explains in Corinthians that when they gather, each one has something to contribute. Mm-hmm. One may have a song, one may have a teaching, one has a, a spiritual gift to impart, and so on. And there is that clear picture analogy of god's people being like the body mm-hmm. members right together but as each member of the body has different parts and functions the eyes different to the ear to the nose the hand the foot and so on so it is in the body of christ the church but today we don't actually see that outworked in that way we 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 may meet from house to house midweek mm-hmm. in a house group, life group sort of setting, but the focal point of church life would still be the Sunday gathering mm-hmm. where a few people do this run. I won't say run the show. You just I did. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> they, they work out the, the order of service, oftentimes work out what the songs are, and who's going to speak, who has that honor and privilege to speak. And the majority of the other people who are there are in a more passive spectator role. Right. They they can participate if they're asked to, you know, stand up and join in a song. There may be some freedom for a little more open time of worship and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that's less commonplace. Um, and the focal point is then whoever is 
preaching the word, the ser- giving the sermon. Mm-hmm. And that is almost always a monologue. It is not something that people right. can we can't interact around interact it. or yeah. ask questions, which is actually very different to the Jewish model of the synagogue. So yeah. in some ways, church today is very much based around the synagogue sort of model. But then on the other hand, it isn't because uh, when when the Jews met in the synagogue, different people could get up and read the scripture and they could ask questions. They could There would be some interaction. Right. And uh, I just, just the other day, when I was thinking about Jesus in Luke 4, how he got up mm. and read from the prophet Isaiah. Yeah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Mm-hmm. to preach good news to the poor and so on. Jesus was not one of the Pharisees. He was not a religious leader in that synagogue. He was not somebody that would have been considered qualified to be expounding the scripture. Right. Um, he was just part of the community. It's not as if he'd been invited three months before. <laughs> no, he hadn't been to the... Uh, Jewish seminary and he wasn't um, on the circuit studied under one of the um, Hebrew scholars Um, so he just got up and 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 shared and yeah became very controversial but let's just go back to Constantine so when when he made Christianity the state religion, mm-hmm. the Roman Empire. Yes, it stopped the persecution that was terrible, but it then introduced into the church world, it actually introduced then a system, it institutionalized the gathering of God's people. Whereas before they were probably still meeting um, because of persecution, it would have been, uh, I think, very similar to many parts of China today where right. people are gathering in smaller groups, probably home to home and, um, uh, and, and more interaction, maybe eating together as well. But now Constantine, he kicked out the pagans from their temples and then the church was invited to take over those buildings. And then it then took on a whole form of itself with uh, structure and hierarchy and then with the um, the Greek influence and the Romans enjoyed this, of course, the orators that would like to get up and speak and um, it was almost like a form of entertainment. That then became a focal point in what then was the church sort of service and then with the Protestant Reformation that was almost cemented then by Luther and others uh, into being, you know, the word of God. Obviously, it is highly important and we must give priority to the preaching of the word. But it, but the way it was done then, it was just one person then who was given that role. And, and that has continued f- for centuries now. It has. Um, I mean, we've got centuries of Sunday church going. Uh, that is usually 
it might be the that somebody makes the, an initial announcement or it might be that we just start with worship songs usually with a worship band usually on a, a raised platform of some kind usually not always but usually and then so we have the worship songs and then somebody might give notices or or the preaching might begin or it might be the other way around and then and then there's you know there's the sermon and we have more worship songs and then the meeting is brought to a close and everybody leaves and that is what has been done sunday after sunday after sunday after sunday for decades <laughs> for centuries so we're so used to that that it seems like that is christianity i think it's quite a shock for some people actually when you even introduce the idea that that might not actually be Christianity, that that might actually just be a man-made format. Well, it is because we we typically, as humans, we don't like um, we like the status quo. We we what we're used to is what we're comfortable with, and if anything challenges that, then well, that's. Um, change is painful very often um but we do have to you know when we're considering what is church i think we do need to have an honest review Mm -hmm. and 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 it's not a question of well everything we're doing today needs to be scrapped or it's Mm -hmm. not right or that's that's not it's a way it's a way of doing it yeah but we need to but we do need to consider why according to surveys are 90% of christians feeling disempowered in church right and there there are a number of reasons for that but one reason would be the structure the format that our gatherings take mhm um Someone once likened it to, you know, watching a sports match, like a football match, mm-hmm. where you have thousands of people who are spectators. Yes, they join in and they sing songs and they cheer and they clap and, you know, they would feel that they have participated, but it's not the same as being the 22 players plus subs and coaches right. on the actual pitch that are the focus of attention yeah who are actually playing the match uh they are really the participators they are the ones that are where the focus is on and they're the ones that are getting the exercise i i think a lot of people a lot of people's response to that would be though and i i think this is the message that people have been given and this is what people have heard well not everybody can can do that though not everybody can be the player on the pitch. Some people just have to be the the spectators. Uh, I I think that would perhaps be a natural response to that. But that's not the impression that we get of how it should be from Scripture. No, because everyone has a a vital part and a role to play. A psalm, a hymn. Yes. A spiritual song, a word of encouragement, something to contribute. Yes, they they may not be just like in the body. 
some parts are considered to be have a more significant role than others but every part is important and every part has to function otherwise the body is not going to work and operate in the way that it was designed to yeah and i think we we also need to consider you know what impact is the church having uh we've talked about christians feeling disempowered those are christians in in the church itself but what about in society in the nation that we're in in the world and recent surveys apart from a few church groupings clearly show that the church in the uk and i would say much of the western world is in decline Mm -hmm. Um, and again there are many reasons some are compromising clear biblical truth right Um, some are just seen as irrelevant or they're not they're not meeting the needs i mean those there are many believers that are not meeting in the more traditional way they are looking for something they are looking for something um, else something else because and and these are not backsliders these are not although they've been called that sometimes they have Yeah. yeah but these are believers that are wanting something more authentic something even possibly more new testament what they Mm -hmm. read in the book of acts and then they see in today's situation and think there's just something not quite right we're not um we're not seeing you know if jesus was to come to our meetings today or even the apostle paul to get their feedback i i think we might be quite surprised at what the feedback would be and and they would we we would be and maybe they would be shocked i mean in some places they probably wouldn't even be allowed in <laughs> yeah I, I mean that's that's got to got to make a mention for them there are there are churches uh well let's say gatherings of believers do you know i, I so much prefer that to the word church um yeah anyway we can talk about that um there are gatherings of believers who are really impacting uh Mm. the communities Mm -hmm. that they're in they're doing Mm. a great job and they do have all kinds of evangelism going on uh projects for helping those in need um that there is a lot going on they are doing a lot of good things so i think that is that has to be that has to be mentioned because Mm. that is relevant and involved in in society rather than it just being a place that people come to every sunday because they believe that's what you do as a christian um and then i mean we've talked about this before actually um it, then it can give the impression of being a bit of a club uh which which is not such a good impression to those outside you know to to people who don't know the lord um because that's just like coming together every week as a yoga class or a or a I, you know some kind of sports club or um or any kind of club you know it's just believers who get together and uh, and do their thing and it's you know not much more than that except except perhaps a fulfilling of your obligation <laughs> what you right. think you should be doing to be a true christian hmm. yes and i think for many people who are outside of the church world christian world 
yes, going going to church. Well, one, they see that as going to a building. Mm -hmm. And many Christians still have that, at least still in their vocabulary. Where do you go to church? Yes. Which church do you go to? Yes. So although for years now, my whole lifetime, the church is people, not the building. Mm -hmm. But then even in very big churches that I've been in, they still refer to the building as the house of the Lord, yeah. and the house of God. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's still there. And so as long as we, our vocabulary shows and highlights what is still in our sort of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would like to, in the, in the few minutes that we've got left, just highlight something else which I think is really significant when we ask the question, what is church? Church is only mentioned a couple of times in the Gospels mm-hmm. by Jesus. And um, in Matthew 16, which is the first time he refers to it, this is where he asks his disciples, who do they, you know, who do you say that I am? Because some people are saying he's John the Baptist or Elijah the prophet and Peter says you are the Christ the son of the living God you are the Messiah Uh you are the king who has been foretold as coming from for centuries and Jesus says you know flesh you're blessed Simon whose flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father in heaven and not and you are a rock and on this rock And we know that Jesus is the rock. But this revelation that that the Father God has given to him, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Now, in our English versions, we have this word ecclesia, ecclesia, translated as church. William Tyndale refused to translate it as church. Hmm. But in the King James Version of the Bible, the king, King James I, he insisted that it was translated a certain way because he didn't want the actual root meaning of the word to be conveyed, which had governmental right. implications. Ah, okay, okay. And you see, we need to understand that the word ecclesia was a common day word in Jesus' day. Right. Jesus didn't create a new term that just had religious implications, church. You know, today, anybody hears the word church, they think religion. Right. It has religious Mm -hmm. sort of associations, very much so. But in the first century world, it didn't. Ecclesia was had political associations it was more akin to here in the uk a, a parliament mm-hmm. or a city or town council the local council those that are making decisions for their communities for their cities and towns even for their nations that is what jesus had in mind when he said that he would build his ecclesia um, and then he goes on to say well, that the gates of Hades will not prevail, the, the the kingdom of darkness will not be able to resist the ad- advance of his kingdom through his ecclesia in the world. 
and that I will give you the keys of the kingdom. So it's talking about authority to open right. doors. And that's, we could get into that another time. But just thinking about the word ecclesia and what it is and what it represents, is that how we see church today? Are we the called out ones from society, those that have been chosen not to just be in a club or just not just to gather for our own benefit, but we are called out of the world, of the kingdom of darkness, into God's kingdom to then advance his kingdom in the earth and in our communities, right. in our cities and towns and nations. We are to disciple our nation. We're to engage engage in every sphere and domain of society, education and family and politics and media and, and so on, government even. Um, but we're to uh, be the ecclesia. We're to not decide what the law is. We're not, we don't have legislation responsibilities. We shouldn't be determining, here's a controversial issue for many, you know, what what is marriage? Is it right. between a man and a woman or, you know, God has already determined those things, but we are to enact or outwork his will, mm -hmm. that his kingdom come on earth, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I think when we ask the question, what is church? This is something that for most Christians, probably we've not really understood Um We've just adopted what has been passed yeah. on through the years, but not actually understood what Jesus had in mind when he said Ecclesia. And, and part of that is because we've lost it in the translation. Right. I, I know we don't have that much time left. So um, just a final thing before we end is that... Um, because I know we need to talk about this some more. We need a what is church too, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if church is really then um, what you're saying, you know, if we're having that correct understanding of church, really, really, that means it it, it doesn't. Well, let's put it let's put it together with this scripture from Hebrews ten twenty five, which says, "Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, or let us not neglect meeting together." as is the manner of some, but encourage one another and even more as you see the day approaching. And of course, the other scripture that we talked about was everybody has a psalm, a hymn, um, you know, some kind of contribution. So if we're really taking those things as meaning church, you know, plus what you've, you've said, it means we could really do church anywhere. Absolutely. In any way. Yeah, because... As Jesus said to the woman at the well of Samaria in John 4, the day is coming, and obviously that day has come. Jesus uh, brought that day about where you will not worship in Jerusalem or in, in a certain location yeah, or in a certain building. Or even the, in a certain way. No, because the temple, all of that old covenant system was destroyed, done uh -huh. away with. But it's where even two or three are gathered, I'm mm -hmm. in the midst. Right. And what the Father is looking for is those that worship in me in spirit, spirit and, and in, in truth. truth. You can you can gather in the garden in a in a forest 
on the beach yeah in any kind of building in a home um but if and and there are times where we where it's good to have larger gatherings yeah and that's very encouraging mm-hmm. and inspiring and mm-hmm. um and it may be in those meetings where you have someone who is the speaker who's mm-hmm. who's bringing the word of god that's it's not an either or mm-hmm. but the more regular frequent meeting together of the believers in order to do those things that you that you've just alluded to and and encouraging one another daily and and everyone having something to contribute that by necessity or our practicality has to be a in smaller groups right um and where the holy spirit is you know he is the head of the body Mm -hmm. and so he is directing uh again we could talk about this on another episode you know because (laughs) you know if we are ordering the the meeting you know, mm-hmm. we have the songs, we have the message even mm-hmm. prepared. And, mm-hmm. and and we both like to speak. We love to preach. You know, we've, we've done that and enjoy doing it. But if we go not having any of those things prepared in advance, but we just gather to hear what the Holy Spirit as oh, the yes. head of the church yeah. wants to impart to us at that time, mm-hmm. that is that is more uncomfortable because... Well, what if we don't hear him say anything or or there'll be silence and and people will feel uncomfortable and you know you have all these questions and we don't we don't like to be in that position we like to know what's going to happen that's human nature but you know is that well the truth is it often ends up being more powerful yeah because it's being led by the holy spirit yeah but it's another conversation all kinds of there are all kinds of things we can talk about around this alternative church and oh yeah yeah and i think the key thing perhaps to end on at this time is that this is not about um criticizing Mm -hmm. or um judging how we have done church over not just our lifetimes but centuries you know even going back to the fourth century um but it's taking stock of where things are at now well it's being honest yeah and what is what is the head of the church saying and what is he wanting us to change is he wanting to direct things a different way or to to expand how our mindsets our, Uh our perceptions our perspectives and and what we in terms of mission and what we pass on to others are we are we just giving them uh you know sort of a a brand a package uh, you know it's almost like globalized christianity we just yeah, we export it church, or yeah. or are we allowing the new believers to hear from the spirit of god themselves as to how they gather based on what they see in the scripture and what the holy spirit reveals yeah so you know our heart is to see his kingdom come in greater fullness and to advance and for the church the ecclesia once again to be that powerful voice prophetic voice in society and to you know we've seen 
how we've been doing it has not turned our nations around, certainly in the West. Um, a lot of what our Christian forebears achieved in shaping Western culture in very positive ways, in very Christian ways, albeit not perfectly, but in, in so many ways we are immersed in Christian values and principles. But those are and have been for decades now being eroded more mm -hmm. and more. Mm -hmm. And today we're at that point where, you know, the church is seen as largely irrelevant, mm -hmm. has no voice, is not invited to the table to address the issues of today. But that is not, I don't believe, uh, what it should be. Um, as as his, Jesus' ecclesia, we need to be there, being that city on the hill, being the light for the world, the salt of the earth, and being that yeast and leaven that leavens the whole lump of society. We need some new wineskins then, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we need to talk more about that. Let's talk about those wineskins next time. We, we need a what is church too, for sure. Let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we really look forward to seeing you again. Mm -hmm.